Hey everybody, welcome back to Rumor Flies. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Greg. Today we're here with our friends, uh, fellow Dark Myths podcast collective people, Blurry Photos, Dave and David. How are you guys doing today? Good. Awesome. Dave uh, <laughs> and David, Stecco and Flora, please stand up, yep. tell the classroom who you are, something about you, what's your most traumatic experience from elementary school? Oh, that's awesome. Laura, I've got a bunch. Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> My childhood's really sad. I've been waiting for this. Uh, I'm David Flora. Um, should should I just <laughs> just go for it? Just go for it without without you. Okay. Uh, I'm David Flora. We uh, we host Dave and I host the Blurry Photos podcast. Oh no uh, no no. I believe the request was for the trauma of your childhood. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're right. I don't give a goddamn what you and I do. I want to know what makes you cry. In fifth grade, uh, maybe maybe it was even younger than that. Maybe it was like third grade. Uh, I was eating lunch. Wasn't feeling good. Went to take my tray up to, you know, the where you where you put your trays and, and dump the food and everything. And right right as I was walking up, I just ralphed all in the tray. I mean, it, it was just it was a meal and a half on that tray. I don't know I hadn't eaten just, that much. Okay. And, you actually and there were gave a couple of the full refund. And there were like a couple of seventh grade girls standing there and they're like, Oh gosh, oh my god. And they just went off and I was just like <laughs> It was pretty traumatic. I love that. Were you like trying to like support it and like not have it pool off the sides and stuff? Uh, there, oh, it, there was no time for that. <laughs> it was oh, even in the fork the slot. All right. From that point forward, it's you were just that boat. kid who puked. All right, David. You know what? I, 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 that <laughs> I never heard you were making me. out with a lunch lady, and then you puked in her mouth. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that you had a baby with the lunch lady in the closet, and I opened the closet, and the baby waved at me, and then you puked on it. It was Stephanie a Stephanie told Brian Lawson that Beth Furland was going to ask you out, but then she heard about what you did with the lunch lady. And you had Beth, a, no! <laughs> and you had a lunch baby. All right, David Stecker, yes, do you I also am. run blurry photos? I do. I, I also well, I, 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 if blurry I, I, photos I, I, is a train, Flora is the hardworking, soot-covered guy in the engine, and I'm the dandy in the caboose <laughs> sipping on Chablis. <laughs> Nobody's driving it. Nobody is driving. You're stoking the engine. It's just going. Engine and dandy. Those are the two parts of the podcast. That is a perfect metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, All right. Uh, I would, yeah, but, but i a part of it. Tra That's traumatic sure. story from you. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, hear about what ruined your childhood. <laughs> this is what the people want to uh, hear. Okay. Uh, when I was in sixth grade, we were having a, a pumpkin carving contest, and I decided I was really going to bat this one out of the ballpark. So I decided to bring um, an X-Acto knife with me from home. Okay. And for safety, I just closed it in a book and then threw that book in my backpack. That sounds good. And then um, when I got to school... I was taking the backpack off. The the of course the X-Acto knife had come out. The X-Acto knife cut my side open, oh, and I was like, "What the hell was that?" And there's this girl I had a crush on named Stephanie Hall. Oh, I hope she's listening. And then <laughs> I lifted up my shirt, and she looked at it and went, "Oh my god!" And I looked down, and it, 
Yes, I was bleeding profusely, but not like crazy. There wasn't like anything coming out. It wasn't like puke on a lunch tray. <laughs> so I spent the rest of the day like I was so embarrassed by her reaction that I just kept taping paper towels to my side. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's how blood fetishes start. So, I mean, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> you did this, Stephanie. Cut, cut, cut. Well, yeah, uh, so, there, so there's more than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing those very personal experiences of uh, your traumatic childhood, David. Yeah. David. <laughs> well, today is a really big moment in this podcast because uh, it, it was a long, this is, this episode has been a long time coming. We've, uh, as far as rumor flies goes, we have absolutely <laughs> posturing and kidding. <laughs> we've absolutely on Dr. Oz uh, pre pretty much uh, uh, almost every episode. I peed my pants one time in anger. Just talking about it. So. <laughs> every, every <laughs> I pissed myself in rage. <laughs> it's uh, it's been you know every chance that we get, we uh, we we uh, diarrhea all over Doctor Oz. And if uh, you guys have listened to blurry photos, which if you don't, please make sure you do that. Hey, let's explain them real quick. All right, Dave and David, could you tell us a little bit about your show? Just uh, get for people listening so they can know a little bit more about blurry photos. Flora, I choose you. You're yeah. super effective. <laughs> I'd be happy to. David Flora runs away. Oh. They should have used a raspberry ass. Uh yeah, no, we're we're a podcast that talks about uh traumatic elementary school stories and uh how that shapes the lives of No. That's that's exactly what we don't talk about. We talk about uh myths and legends, uh uh history, weird sites, people in history that are 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 strange or, or not well known or have some claim to paranormal fame fortiana which is uh, you know, named after charles fort one of the aforesaid i always i always just run this damn train off the rails right <laughs> mysteries of the unexplained right at that's point. what we do mysteries and, uh, of the unexplained and we uh we try to make each other laugh we we have a a, a good humor about it and uh, if there's stuff that needs to be debunked, by golly, we'll we'll go in there and and debunk the hell out of it. We'll throw it in the bunk trunk. Right, yep. home, mate. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so so you get a healthy spattering of of paranormal stuff and and uh, mixed with some hard liquor and <laughs> a bunch of uh, accents and dialects. And guess yep. what? They do it live sometimes. So there you go. Yeah, we did it. We did do it live once, and we were Whew. there for that. Yeah, that's we're how, there. That's let's tell the story of how he almost killed them for like the fourth time. No, 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 that's not happening. They can <laughs> no. listen to their episode. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think the best way to explain blurry photos is you explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored. I, I think that is a nice little. Boosh. Somebody should put that on a kick-ass koozie. It's available for five dollars and some some change on a on a very cool website. Yeah, Dave, Dave, show the microphone what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm showing the microphone exactly what he's describing. All right. Well, so, if uh, if uh, if jokes you... on you, Flora, I was already onto my second beer. Well, for people, <laughs> <laughs> a joke. <laughs> I'm so scared. Well, for um, for people that have listened to, to us, and you, you've known that we we have absolutely uh, shit on Doctor Oz, and people that are fans of blurry photos know that Alex Jones is always a uh, hot topic of discussion. And so we decided that there was no better way than to combine the two podcasts for this episode than to absolutely just collectively diarrhea on both of them. So we're covering snake yeah. oil. That <laughs> That's right. Hokum. Shim shams. 
Yeah, so we are indeed part of the New World Order looking to take down uh, these these people with our reptilian brothers is basically it. Oh, you, did you guys get your checks and your uh, insurance cards from the New World Order I, since we're shills for them? Yeah, They taxed me 300 Z-blobs, <laughs> and I yeah. did not know where that came from. Right, you know what? I, it's I'm like a union Because <laughs> our, our first big payoff to sow disinformation about HARP, also the Z-blob tax. We yeah. didn't understand it, but don't worry. You more than make up for it that they'll send you your new world order compliant. Well, their four hundred one k match really makes up it. for it. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So we basically decided that there'd be no better way than to to attack both of these topics and uh, make them into one because it's it's such a huge precedent in both of our podcasts. So yeah, yeah. I guess we should explain a little bit who we're talking about. Uh, we're gonna be tag teaming here. So in one corner we have Doctor Oz, and this is who Rumor Flies will primarily be talking about. Dr. Oz is a cardiac surgeon, TV personality made famous after appearing several times as a health expert on The Oprah Winfrey Show. Eventually, he was given his own daytime show, and his target audience is primarily middle-aged to older women. That's from his own website, okay? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, I was almost triggered. Then I eased the hammer back on my privilege. We have the statistics to back it up. <laughs> In the show, he covers a variety of health topics, both mental and physical. However, several of his topics have come under heavy scrutiny, and he is also a professor at the Columbia University. That was a bad non-sequitur, but that's Dr. Oz in a nutshell. Which, a little foreshadowing, um, they're not happy about that. I'll get to that later. They. Anyway, so, so we need Dr. Oz down. So who's Alex Jones, guys? Stecco. Flora. Oh, I... Talk Alex now! Alex Jones... <laughs> Alex Jones is uh, one of my favorite guiltiest pleasures. Uh, he is a uh, right-wing conspiracist uh, obsessed with the New World Order, what he calls the globalist agenda. He, uh, he runs a, a radio show out of Austin, Texas. Um, he really? Out of Austin? To, mm -hmm. Yeah, Austin, yeah. Texas. He's a blue spot in the red state. Okay. He's from, yeah. Dallas. He's from Dallas. Um, well, well, there's so, got to be a strong... There's got to be a... a at least one foothold in there. For, yeah, exactly. For freedom. He's the red bullseye okay. for freedom. He, uh, yeah, he, he is a staunch defender of Liberty. He panders to the militia type. Um, uh, the, I guess a little bit to the libertarians, I guess there's a brand of libertarians he, he speaks to. Um, but he's got a live radio show. He's posting videos all the time. An inordinate fan of Donald Trump. Uh, and, he is also one of our favorite people to impersonate and make fun of. Oh, well, you're going to have to eventually hit on that later on in this show. Well, or... I, the only reason <laughs> I'm not doing it now is because I know I'll be doing it for the rest of the show. And, and his, his big uh, outlet is Infowars for people who don't yeah, know. Infowars.com. I genuinely recommend it to anybody for any reason. Dude, there are so many Infowar stickers around this city. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there are tons of them on just light poles. He has a small army of people needlessly putting up stickers in the age of the internet. So, well, are you aware that there's a war on for your mind? <laughs> All right. The, the Jones meter is slowly rising. Eventually, it's going to go full Jones. Yeah, exactly. That's where we all have to wear radiation suits and run. <laughs> well, uh, so we're going to let you know you guys take the first topic. So whoever wants to jump in, you guys can go ahead. And I guess a little bit of backstory before we go into this. Oh, the reason yeah, sure. why we're covering this is because both of these people are known to be involved in a little bit of misinfo. It's strange for a guy that runs a, show, oh, a site called InfoWars. But right. uh, this, 
I guess the blanket topic for this episode is going to be snake oil. And it's a dated term, but it's anything that sells is something that it doesn't actually do. Like, for instance, uh, snake oil was known to heal a bunch of different remedies in the Old West. Down from the far that it was, yeah, from exactly. the deep East Indies, it hears the rickets, it cures baldness. And then they started using <laughs> heroin in the 20s, and that actually worked for something. But snake oil generally didn't work and became a blanket term for anything that generally is a sham. And it turns out that both of these people, the Dr. Oz has, um, he does not sell any products that he has on his show. But he does have tons of people with very questionable background on his show to present their facts. And uh, it's one thing to not be selling it, but to be advocating it is another. And the reason why I have been so, um, I guess, militant against this guy is because he has the shittiest roundabout to things where you can have somebody on your show, but when you don't present any facts you know, converse to what those people are saying, then that means you're pretty much advocating it. You know, it, it's not yeah. like you're going to have somebody on there. It, it, it's not like you're going to have Donald Trump on a liberty, like uh, a democratic show and then not give the democratic side of it or anything like that. Right. So that is why we are covering this. And Alex Jones has, I don't know if you would call it like a step worse or just a step better because he's being straightforward. Alex Jones sells a ton of snake oil on his website, correct? A ton of it, a metric ton of it. And he is, it is the number one thing he is consistently pushing, not only in ad breaks, but during, while he's on a tirade, while he's talking about a subject, you know, and, and this is why the, the liberal agenda doesn't want you to do this. And that's why it's so important for people to stockpile a, a macho male X12. It is something that I personally use, that I personally endorse. And I, I just can't say enough about it. Now back to the subject. I mean, he'll, he'll like, Boom, he'll thread those back in there. And Jones meter at 35%. <laughs> and 35% and rising, sir. And also, that was not an exaggeration. That's a literal product, I'm pretty sure. Well, there's... A, there's yeah. a, get, your own, get your own Jones meter now. There's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's, if you need to know how much Alex Jones you're getting, if you care about what your children hear, you need the Jones meter. Well, there's, there's definitely a lot, of, a lot of parallels yeah. between Dr. Oz and Alex Jones. Well... They may not be in the same field that they're, you know, the target demographic. They definitely, there's a lot of the same. Um, they share a message. Yeah, it's, exactly. Make no mistake about that. Yeah. So I guess we'll stop dilly-dallying around it and we'll let you guys uh, guess go first as you did for us on Bullstone. And uh, all right, who's got what? Huh. Uh, I think we will. I think we're going to, we both have this. How about uh, Secret 12? It is the vitamin B12 benefit of super advanced B12. It is a proprietary formula of a thing everyone on earth has access to. Which, Rumor Flies listeners, if you remember, we have covered B12 in some way, shape, or form in uh, one of our previous episodes. Good. We can't name it. I, mean, it's, <laughs> I have no idea what the episode is. Remedies? It was probably in the Hangover episode. Uh, yes, I think he hit the nail on the head. There nice. we go. Okay. So, yeah. all right. Hey, hit. Dave, thanks for listening to our show. Hey, no problem, man. <laughs> All right, facts, Max. Hit us with some facts and facts. All right, Max, those facts. So, Super Twelve is Alex Jones. He, he what he? My favorite part about all of his uh, supplements and horseshittery is that he'll always say, "Now, I personally met with scientists and developed this formula." Like when Alex Jones takes his headphones off after ranting about the globalists, <laughs> he puts on his lab coat. 
gets into his secret underground elevator where there's just beakers and test tubes and other scientists <laughs> and carefully, oh, well, what, what are the results for the day? And there's like a, a 400 pound rabbit in a cage. And he's like, well, that's too strong. We'll have to dial it back for the people. <laughs> oh, man. It is, uh, uh, yeah. So secret 12 is a, it's just, it's just vitamin B12. That's it. <laughs> That is the that is the secret. <laughs> the secret's out. They just they just replaced the word vitamin with secret. An- um, ancient heavy set Caucasian secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it's only it's twenty nine ninety five from Infowars. Mark oh. down because they're passing the savings on to Liberty. That's just as good as GMC. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and it's it's awesome. Um, each. Can't make uh, that many enemies in one episode. Of, se- of, of Secret Twelve <laughs> is two thousand five uh, two thousand five hundred micrograms, which is uh, two point five milligrams. I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. decimal places. Everything, people. but here's the thing: everything on these things, it's all listed in micrograms. Because so you get, because you get a thousand per. Yeah, that's right. And, and a thousand is better than one hundred. Oh, that's and that that's not all. Here's the thing. On the labeling, and they, they even, like, they, I think they are legally required to show you the label uh, with the, the FDA, you know, black and white label that breaks down everything. What but I call it, government intervention. Oh, they Just do, because strangle, it's a, Put a stranglehold on, on small business. To get the actual uh, uh, information that's on the label, you have to click on a separate picture, and then they show it to you so small, you have to click again to blow it up. Like, they really put as many... Uh, casual hurdles as they can in front of that but here's the most amazing thing so i for for each of these things i went to the national institute of health uh, website and it gives you know everything you need to know about a chemical compound and its interaction with people right um and so on the label it reports that each dose each serving of of secret 12 is 41,665 percent of your daily needed vitamin <laughs> B12. The best part about this is they underreported that number by over half. Wow. The the actual <laughs> if you actually if you actually go to the National Institute for Health, find out how much B12 does a functioning human need per day, which is 2.4 micrograms. It turns out it's 104 well, 104,166.6% of how much you need. Jesus. Uh, in other terms, that's that would be, if you were to take a kilogram of something and put that much in it, that'd be 2.5 ppb. We can barely detect that with most modern yeah. forms of spectroscopy. It, yeah. it, that's ridiculous. Uh, Greg, you're the fact checker right now. Oh, God. I want you to look up how many... <laughs> milligrams of Tylenol is in extra strength Tylenol and compare that to <laughs> what is in this uh, secret 12 right now. You said what? Oh yeah. 2,500. Uh, oh, oh, it's two, yeah, 2,500 micrograms. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that. So pretty much um, they're selling you just enough to know that you may actually have something in you at some point. Uh, oh man. And also get Red Bull. Look up Red Bull and how much B12 that has in it, or hey, any hey, other energy drink. There it gives go. you they're, wings. They're okay. selling you so much that your body is just going to piss a river of B12. <laughs> your urine will be 78% B12. 500, 500 milligrams. Well, that's, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. Acetaminophen. Your pee's probably going to be green from so much B12 from it. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> what was the other thing you want me to look at? So, uh, Red Bull. Bull. Is, what about it? Uh, not even Red Bull. Look up Monster. How much uh, B12 was what you in said Monster? That's, that, not well, what you said well, before. Red Bull's just straight caffeine. That's the good <laughs> shit. It's, it's yeah, Monster it's takes a more micro- holistic approach to jacking you out of your <laughs> <laughs> so that you can wear all of your tap-out t-shirts and go to your Fox <laughs> motorcycle rallies with a complete health picture in mind. Monster, Monster, uh, the conspiracy uh, uh, energy drink with the, the uh, 666 and Oh, I know Hebrew. that one, yeah. Yeah, the Hebrew beast drink. And once you turn it over, bottoms up, Satan wins. That's I right. I saw that video. Every time. I uh, I have not heard of any of this, so okay. I'll have to look into it. So there's six micrograms of B12 in a standard can of Monster Energy Drink as compared to 2,500 in Super B12. There yeah. is a limit. So, there is a threshold to how much your body can take before it just pisses it all out. Right. Oh, yeah. And that threshold is is maybe twice the daily recommended? Thrice, perhaps? <laughs> Well, in a in a a supplement that you can just get at the uh, pharmacy over the counter, you know, if you just got a, a, a bottle of vitamin of B twelve, uh, it's each each pill is one thousand micrograms, uh, or one thousand no sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty seven percent daily value. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> the, even. What is going on? <laughs> I looked online. I went on Amazon. Uh, does uh, now Alex Jones is charging twenty nine ninety five for thirty servings, thirty uh, doses of Secret Twelve, and because and I say doses because sometimes it's pills, sometimes it's dropper oil, whatever he's doing with it. Um, I, I looked online and just for the shit of it, I just looked at Amazon. I was like Amazon B twelve, and you. Can- Nature made, this is this is my plug for Nature Made. I don't know. Nature made vitamin B12, 500 microgram pills, which is uh that's kind of like what I was uh the 16,000. Right. Uh so yeah, that's oh, I actually did my own math wrong there. Hold on. Well, <laughs> well, just for the sake of reference, a microgram is one one millionth of a gram. Yeah. Just, just for people at home who don't know what that means. That's a lot of zeros. Yes, that is a lot of zeros. All right. So while you get your TI eighty uh, six so, out, and uh, are they yeah. the TI eighty six? Actually, hold on. I actually hold do have back. to get my computer's TI eighty six out real quick because I <laughs> that math up so badly. Try the eighty four. That one works um, better. Eighty four silver plus. Okay. The uh, five hundred micrograms, which is only twenty thousand eight hundred and thirty three times. Uh, a percent, I'm sorry, uh, 20,833% 20, of what you need daily. Uh, you can get that for $11.88 for 200 servings. So a third of the price, almost 10 times more uh, than, than what Alex Jones is hawking on the B12 front. Um, having said okay. that, B12 is a good vitamin. It does help you. It's supposed to be good for helping with hangovers. Uh, there is some research that it points to a lowering of cardiovascular disease risk, as well as increased cognitive function or decreased risk of dementia in the elderly. So it's not like B12 is bad for you. It's not poison, but he's selling a hugely overmarked uh, amount of it. Like your body can't possibly process 10% of what, what he's selling you. That's ridiculous because I was going to say in his defense, he's selling you a deal. You can split up. <laughs> 
uh, one of those pills <laughs> into a thousand little portions and then just take that daily. <laughs> but so if you can get it, just lick it. <laughs> just smell it. Just cough it a little bit. If you look at it real hard, you'll get everything you need. And just do that for a couple thousand days. Uh, but if you can get it cheaper on Amazon, what are we even doing for it? He is gouging the price, and he's overselling you at that point. He is. Oh, oh okay, okay, Obama's America. Okay, <laughs> so you want to you want to go for big box Amazon instead of supporting a, sm a small time uh, broadcaster, somebody trying to make a living that cares about the That's children. Anyone that delivers pitch, shit to my what door is, via drone. Part of the sales pitch wins. on the off. I'm sorry. What was that? I was just saying, anyone that delivers shit via drone to my doorstep wins. <laughs> One part oh, yeah, of his you'd sales love the pitch, drones, wouldn't you, Obama? <laughs> One part of I his important Obama. sales pitch to keep people kind of off his ass about it, because it's it took me three seconds to figure out how bad a deal this is. Every dollar you spend helps us fight the war against the globalists. It is another bullet. It is another piece of ammunition in our war of information, because there is 50%. a war on people. Like, it is... You know, if his his ultimate fallback, his final position is, oh well, yeah, but this is what it costs to to keep tyranny at bay. <laughs> I have to sell you shit. Yep. Freedom and free. So, <laughs> folks like you and me. If we don't chip in, that well, Bob who will? Jesus. Okay, so that's Alex Jones' approach to everything, and I guess now we're ready to move over to Doctor Oz. Well, we should note that is yeah. one Alex Jones approach. Yeah, that's to everything. one. Okay, yeah. so that's one of his. That's clearly a fear <laughs> tactic at that point. Doctor Oz is a. I don't want to say clever. It just he covers his ass a little bit more. But once again, we said he does not sell anything. He just happens to have these people on the show and give them an entire segment and does not ask them any questions against what they are selling. Well, I, I think a good thing to to distinguish is. What Dr. Oz, you know, is, um, you know, what he went to medical school for and is certified for versus what he actually does. You know, uh, yeah, it, that is one thing. Like I said, he's, he's <laughs> an actual is, heart surgeon. I'm trying to... for anyone in any, in any position. What did you go to school for versus what are you doing right now? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to hold my punches right now because I have like, I'm not as red as I thought I would be with this. Like, I'm trying not to do personal attacks. Even though he does look like Willem Dafoe, if one of Willem Dafoe's parents wasn't a jack-o'-lantern, um, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to take the first topic, and it's also, it's a double whammy, because it's one of the things that I've wanted to cover for a while, and I get to just, you know, just prove one of Dr. Oz's things. And that's uh, homeopathy. So, Dr. Oz, in several segments, has been shown to, uh, okay, if I say advocate, I might get sued. He has been shown to host people that support homeopathy on his show. And also, he says that he lets his wife give his kids homeopathic medicine. Uh, homeopathic medicine. So homeopathy is different from holistics. Okay, Dave, David, you have your uh, arm up. You go ahead. I do, although you might, you might have just been going to it. I was going to ask, hey, for those of us who don't know, what uh, can you explain homeopathy? Yes. Uh, I, I think you were just getting in into that. Notes. Yes. So we, <laughs> we have it in the notes. <laughs> so there is a difference between uh, homeopathy and holistics. Holistics is seen as being the natural or herbal or kind of untainted remedies to any sort of uh, medicine. So say that garlic cures the sneezes. You give people garlic powder. That would be considered a naturalistic or holistic medicine or like if you have sunburn putting aloe vera on it that's a very good point that one is a very good example so it's not exactly giving the 
proportions of that active compound that would heal things to you, but um, everybody's doing guns around me right now. Uh, <laughs> Louisiana. Finger guns. Um, it wouldn't give you exactly the proportional amount that you would like in a general uh, cure to that ailment, but it still gives you the, I guess, source of that cure. That is holistics. So there is not exactly a lot of science against it. It's just it might be in more dilute forms than one would generally have in modern day science. Homeopathy is a whole different monster. And I happen to have the history all in my notes right now. So <laughs> how convenient. It's great. So homeopathy stems from the Greek word homeos, which means similar, and pathos, which means suffering. The first definite roots were from the 16th century pharmacologist Periclesius. Have you guys covered him yet? I know you've covered... Uh, you, you've mentioned him before. Periclesis? Ringing any bells? Uh, we recently covered... We're Pericles. so drunk when we record. <laughs> so hard to We know. recently How covered... Uh, bothered. We covered Pliny in one of our episodes, and we didn't want to be oh, stomping on any ground right there, but we covered a lot of his natural history. He's oh, got some good quotes so in there. Good. You guys... Uh, you guys... Every time Pliny the Elder comes up, you guys are like, this motherfucker again. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> so, Periclesis. Periclesis posited that what makes a man ail also cures him. Homeopathy, the term, was coined by Samuel Hahnemann in 1807. And strange luck, the idea formed after trying uh, to cure mal a malaria. Hahnemann ingested uh, cinchona root bark over two weeks. I think that's the right way to say it. Cinchona. Cinchona? I don't know if it's the Catalan way to say it. Yeah, Dave, I, I don't know if they had that in Antarctica, but is that the correct way to say it? Uh, in Antarctica, that's exactly how we said that <laughs> because we all used a quinchona. So he took the He took the quinchona root uh, bark over two weeks, then began to develop symptoms similar to malaria. Therefore, he deduced that small doses <laughs> of things that cause similar ailments will cure the disease. Where you got that uh, logic from? I don't know. It was a 16th century thing. No, no, no. <laughs> if you get shot with a gun, the best cure is a 35 millimeter grenade. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that will end the suffering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just, maybe we should stop this segment right now. That's a good point. <laughs> so anyway. The, Nailed it. Uh, the bark or may have not. a gun with a bigger caliber. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the bark may have not even been a factor in his fevers and other symptoms because he was taking this over two weeks, and then it happens that two weeks later he started developing symptoms. Interestingly enough, uh, Kinchona bark contains quinine, which actually kills parasites that cause malaria. So hey we'll give you some dumb luck right there. So after this, the law of similars is formed, which is also Herring's law, which say the exact same thing. Like cures like. So homeopathy formed off of the fact that things that cause ailments to you in certain dilutions will cure what causes that ailment to you. So say that like you get the sniffles from uh, a cold uh, and say that onions make you get the sniffles. If you do little dilute forms of onion powder, then you will be able to cure your cold. Okay, so just, just for my own dumb sake of mind. So that's basically saying if I get bit by a snake... And then I take snake's blood, snake's blood and like kind of dilute it a little bit and drink it. That's going to cure me. This is getting into dangerous grounds, actually, because some of the cures to snake bites are actual snake venom. That is some dangerous grounds right there. But it generally is saying in, the same thing. I, well, I'm talking like in the most basic form. Yes. Okay. But there is a whole list of antigens uh, that 
factor into that to the point where we can actually use modern science to figure out why snake venom would help cure a snake bite. Okay. This is going a completely different approach. They're going by if you get a lot of a snake bite in you, if you put little bits of snake bite in you to the point of it's not even existing anymore in that little uh, cure that you take, then it'll work. Uh, I got ahead of myself. But okay, what? Dave, let's go. David, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Flora, Stecco. Flora. Done. Wonder where uh, the the hair of the dog comes into play with this. Like, wonder where the the folk remedy, which I would argue would be more holistic, uh, kind of bleeds into the whole, the homeopathic. It, um, is is that something that you're gonna get to? Because I don't want to uh, step on you. Again. No, 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 no. Uh, Greg, look up the hair right that, that bites you. Okay. He's already got that. That actually factors into it. It's a so, colloquial expression in the English language predominantly used to refer to alcohol that is consumed with the aim of lessening the effects of a hangover. The etymology is the expression originally referred to a method of treatment of a rabid dog bite by placing hair from the dog in the bite wound. Hey, who coined that? That's That sounds homeopathic. That is straight from Wikipedia. I have not done an extensive search, but that is the initial hit. So just, just real quick, um, it kind of sounds like Mithridates. Does, does anybody know who Mithridates is? I don't listen to Dan Collins yeah, as much as you. Okay. Penalty shot. Um, so he was a, a Persian ruler um, that basically, he was, he was known as the poison god. And he would basically take a bunch of poisons to build up an immunity to them. And then how did he die? By poison. Okay. Just making but, sure on but, that one. Like, but that's what you're referencing, right? Yeah, well, kind of. Okay. Uh, that's immediately what my, my mind jumps Yeah, the idea is that specifically if there is something that, not even exactly that poison, if you were to have an ailment from something which causes these symptoms, if you take something else that causes those same symptoms, doesn't have to be the same thing, but you dilute it, that can heal you. Right. That, and that's that is the idea behind uh, homeopathy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop is... you off for one second. Um, this actually kind of blew my mind. The earliest known reference to the phrase hair of the dog is dated from mid to late second millennium BC. Wow. Who carved that? That's like a 4,000-year-old okay. uh, reference. Uh, Pisicles? <laughs> anyway, who, who did you say? It's from uh, ancient Ugarit. <laughs> I have no That's the prequel <laughs> to Ancient Aliens, Ancient Ugarits. Uh, yeah. So, ancient port city. Anyway, please continue. So going off of this idea <laughs> that small amounts of something can help cure what would be caused by a large amount of it. Most modern homeopathic preparations take the cure, grind it, and keep diluting it and shaking it with alcohol or water by a factor of C, which is a factor of 100. This is where things get a little bit batshit. Uh, this is an exponential dilution rate. She's the speed of light. Yeah, in terms of like, okay, exp you have linear, which is just like little by little by little. Exponential is times, 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 and you get that giant curve on a graph. Well, just just for like the, the sake of uh, like with math. Oh, I got numbers. Well, what I was going to say is when you add C to something, it's literally any real number that's out there. No, this is an arbitrary like dilution rate that they added. C is only used in homeopathic medicine. I have not seen it used anywhere else. Choose the math. I have what? Choose the math. Well, you know what? Math sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, As our resident scientist. True story. <laughs> I hope y'all don't believe in math. <laughs> Says the guy who's taking a couple math classes. So, yeah. uh, it, just to give you an idea of this whole dilution rate. So, if you were to throw five extra strength Tylenol into an Olympic sized swimming pool, by modern standards of mass spectroscopy, which is what we use to identify many compounds and many chemicals present, contaminants, pesticides, uh, any poisons, 
in the food industry, I, I do this a lot at work. This is what you would do is mass spectroscopy. We could pick up five extra Tylenol in an Olympic sized pool with the mid-level equipment that we're using for that. Okay. Now here's the question. Okay. Could you tell me why it turns green in Brazil? We're going to get to that in another episode. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, so at, stop it. At 12 C, which is uh, 12 dilutions by a factor of a hundred. There is a 60% Jesus. possibility that one molecule of the original material, so say you were to take that onion powder, put it in water, and keep diluting it, at 12C, there is potentially one molecule of that curative cure. Whatever it is. <laughs> still in the solution <laughs> if one mole of the original solution was used, of the original substance. And for anybody that is curious, Avogadro's number is 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd. 23rd. Oh! 20 23rd or negative 23rd? It's 23rd. It depends on where you're going from the top or the bottom. No, it's 10 uh, to the 23rd. I like to be top, so. Don't argue this. Okay. <laughs> so um, that's, that's 12C. Uh, it's a number so important we still use the word Avogadro, well, which no one wants to say. Well, <laughs> 10 to the 22 it translates into zeros. Put 22 zeros after anything. You will stop before you're in. You will lose interest before you finish putting those 22 zeros. So with that being said... <laughs> Hanneman suggested that a 30C dose is adequate for most homeopathic doses. This is a guy, the founder of homeopathy. He said that 30C would be good. That is, let's see. And also, most modern homeopathic flu medication is 200C. That is 10 to Jesus the, Christ. 10 man. to the 400 dilution. Put 400 zeros behind anything wait, and wait, see. Wait, wait, 400 or negative 400? No, it's 400. Oh, 400. I know I put that afterwards. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying because that's how many zeros is in front of that number. So if you were to have. 22 or 23 zeros. For Avogadro's, it's 6.022 times 10 to the 23rd. 23rd. You're kidding me? Don't kid me on this stuff, okay? I deal with this number all the time. Hey, Flora, I know s. He knows things. He's trying to make that his tagline. So anyway. So how many how many Tylenols in the pool is that? Uh, Let's see. That Tylenol. Okay. Hey, trying to boil it down. Hey, I can give you numbers on that. Five extra strength Tylenol in that Olympic sized swimming pool is three C. That's three C, and we're talking two hundred C for a flu medication. So that's so they don't even talk about what they use in this type of solution. They don't even say if it's the actual dog's hair or onion powder or anything like that, or even if they took extra strength Tylenol and put it in there and diluted it by four. 100C. Hey, Ryan, you hear So that? it's one two hundredth of one third of a Tylenol tablet in the pool. That's a rough estimation, yes. yes. No, that's not even in the pool. That is in the actual solution. We're talking about 400 zeros. Can you write that out right now? Hey, Ryan, you hear that? I believe that says, fuck you to Ryan from David Flora. Okay. Careful, last time you said that to him, you were dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking, Irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant. Erroneous in all accounts. You little fucker! What an asshole! What just happened? <laughs> I, I don't I can't see numbers. I can see Tylenol and pools though. Do you know one of my favorite things is how often Flora gets blamed for the shit I do? That is one of my favorite things. Well, as a Mengele fan, he deserves it. Well, but so, <laughs> so so Dave, that happens all the time. People are like, "Oh, your science is wrong," and I'm like, "Hey, blame Ryan. I don't know anything. Like, I'm dumb." So. Blame Ryan. It's totally fine. Yeah, play that number. I totally do. So anyway, <laughs> modern theories, in order to compensate for people actually being able to make calculations, 
have suggested that water remembers the molecules. So there's this whole idea that water remembers what has been in it previously, so it takes that imprint and decides to just make up for... I, I can't even give you a good explanation of this. It's like as if you were to just, like, put your hand in cement, and then people would look at that over there, at that hand, and say, that's Ryan's handprint, without my name being there or anything like that. So they would automatically know the that's The water Ryan remembers hand. what was in it previously, which there's the idea of Coca-Cola, where every bit of water has been Coca-Cola at some point. So technically, we should all be drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Every bit of water has been pissed <laughs> at some point. And I, the, the human body, amazing. And, <laughs> amazing. You know, it's been really hard for me to find some data to prove this one way or another because we've had some less reputable sources do studies on homeopathic medicine, but then we've Listen, actually... buddy, you're the one who asked us to be on the podcast. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> No, we didn't ask you. You just kind of just Skyped in and just started doing it. We I were set to record this episode. We were really scared. <laughs> you guys point a gun we at the are camera. The reputable sources. Um, so the Swiss government ordered a study on the effects of homeopathy as part of the Swiss Complementary Medicine Evaluation Program. And th <laughs> this is not me stereotyping. This is an actual like report from the Swiss government. It says, "Quote." The Swiss government. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> oh, that's Sweden. Uh, I translate this from all the Flurgadurgans. <laughs> the Swiss government. I always I, I guess... do chocolate, chocolate that's cheese, chocolate, Jew gold. Toblerone. All right. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. That's a historically accurate joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Did it just get too real for you? I'm, That's okay. The... If I end up with a watch list looking this up. <laughs> so, uh... We're already on a watch list, Obama. <laughs> uh, so the Swiss government has... This is a quote. So the Swiss government has a long and widely respected history of neutrality. And therefore, Could reports, me. reports from this government on controversial subjects need to be taken more seriously than other reports from countries that are more strongly influenced by present economic and political constituencies. They have not recognized any effects from homeopathic medicine on general health. So the Swiss government said this. These are the people that, like, from Futurama, tell my wife I said hello. That type of deal. Yeah. Um, it's the people that are known for neutrality have said that this doesn't do jack shit. and it's a big wonder considering you're giving people water and dr oz even had it on his show we will put the video in the show notes of him like twisting this little like uh like pez dispenser for wackos where you just have like the little like tiny ball no it, it it's just like a little tiny ball that comes out and it has like the homeopathic medicine which has a certain dye in it which is probably more effective than the medicine they say you know does the trick and you give it to your kids. Or, no, his wife gives it to his kids, so he doesn't have any responsibility. So you mean to tell me... His hands are clean. So you mean it, to tell that's me... exactly it. ...that people that have studied medicine for all of their lives know less than Dr. Oz, who is not even a family health doctor, right? I just want to make sure I'm reading Officially, that Officially, he's a cardiac surgeon. Right, but he's not a family health doctor. No. Okay. Well, listen, I've, I've, in the last year, I've had to endure some brain surgeons who were pretty fucking stupid, too. So, <laughs> Were they trying uh, to buy things at certain prices against yes, others? Yes, the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess the wrap up for that is in a very shortened way is homeopathy believes that like cures like, but in small dilutions, what would cause you an ailment in large amounts would cause you the cure in small amounts. And this is complete and utter bullshit. I will stand by that along with every other study that has proven that and by common sense. Uh, I'm not trying to pulp it here. It's just, just, it's one of those things that has been generally accepted by the scientific community and it is very hard to find a reputable association that does not have some money backed by it to prove that it, that otherwise, it's not a reputable thing. And, you know, once again, people will say, Dr. Oz even said, oh, well, you know, at the worst, it's not going to hurt you, but we'll get into that afterwards of why that is actually a problem. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll get to that. Flora, hand up. Do you think that part of the reason that homeopathy uh, has gained popularity, and especially in quote-unquote scientific following... Yes, it's is, Donald Trump. ...is <laughs> from... Uh, China. ...the... How how people how we discovered cures or at least uh, uh, vaccines to certain things like in uh, like in smallpox how they would take a little bit of the pus and put it in and, and develop that you know you know what I mean like no I I I will answer that for you Flora I think it is the inverse I think that people exactly. are shocked to shit when a when a small amount of of, of milkmaids develop uh, antibodies to smallpox uh, they're like holy shit, that worked. There has, for the in the history of humankind, there has always been a market for selling things that don't do shit for a lot of money. Well, not not even that. I mean, when you have chicken pox, what is the number one way to fight chicken pox? Chicken soup. <laughs> Get it? Uh, well, uh, getting uh, chicken uh, pox uh, when you're Nintendo? younger. When you're younger. So by by getting the virus when when you know you're six seven eight years old whatever it is they have an elementary school lock-in with every kid that doesn't have chicken pox well, and what, just have them hug exactly you want to contract the disease when you're younger and so if that, that way, doesn't work when you're older escalated. you don't get shingles <laughs> so i mean it's it's the same thing when you want to get a form of the virus when you're early to, to, to build up a tolerance of it so that way when you get older it, you won't be susceptible to it but just saying having another four-year-old cough into your mouth does not exactly constitute small doses we said we weren't going on a personal stories ryan you said you wouldn't judge me <laughs> okay well you know whatever anyway so the idea that is a very good point flora that maybe like the the hair of the dog that bit you has some legitimacy to it but they're going to a point where you literally cannot find a single molecule of what's supposed to cure you in that solution in order oh, to yeah, cure right. you. You're literally just taking water. And there is a DVD that I have somewhere in this house that is called Water, uh, The Great Mystery or something like that. It is one of those new agey, uh, science-y types of DVDs that is trying to explain. Like They had a, a case study where they had like a, a jar of rice and then another jar of rice, and one of them they said bad words to, and another one they said good words to, and the one that said bad words to rotted faster, and they didn't have a, contr a control group where they didn't say any words to that's either so of believable. the rices. Totally like, believable. Th that's what they do for this type of thing. And it, it's just bad science. There are a lot of problems with these studies, and I'm getting ahead of it because this is kind of tangent on Josh's next subject. Yep. But the takeaway from this is that homeopathy dilutes things to the point where if you were to put anything that might cure you in there, it would be long gone by the time it gets from dilution to consumer. And you would just be taking water or alcohol, and that's it. And there is no reason to believe this. And he has pushed this, 
and he has gone in this roundabout way saying that his wife has given his kids this, which is even worse because just like, well, my wife's doing it. I can't do about that. Well, that that's a real. Now, now, hold on there, Ryan, though. I've been taking water and alcohol for years. <laughs> well, that but that's a reoccurring thing with with Dr. Oz, which I'll get to in eventually. But one of the things that he keeps saying is that, oh, well, I would never give anything to my audience that I wouldn't give to my wife, who then in turn gives it to my kids. But it is, it's like just because you, you, you feed this bullshit to your wife within a turn feeds it to your kids doesn't make it. okay. It's really the question of right. this doesn't hurt you. So what's the harm of doing it? But there is implications to that. Well, that's like me saying like, oh, man, I have sunburn. And then you sit there saying, well, let me give you a Tylenol. It may not necessarily help the, the sunburn, but it, it, may, it, it may help a little bit. You don't really know. All right. I'm going to have you pick that up and put it on the shelf over there. Okay. Well, you're also you're also doing harm by charging people for a thing that doesn't help yes. them at all, which well, is a good time to mention. Blurry photos is on Patreon. Didn't <laughs> hurt anyone. It just it just is. All right. Uh... <laughs> okay. So n- now that Ryan's done with his uh, bullshit topic, uh, Flora, you, you gonna jump into some Alex Jones nonsense now that you're talking about it? Yeah, I think I'll get some more back into this. Um, well, we're gonna do a we're do, we're gonna do a leg sweep and take out a few topics. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sweep the leg, John. Few of the products in yeah. the old Infowars store. Yeah, it turns out it turns out Florida, that uh, uh, Alex Jones has built his house on three rickety stilts. <laughs> he was planning on this advertisement from our podcast. We're technically complicit <laughs> right. in him selling this shit. Yeah, that's that's the sad thing. We're doing more good for him probably than, than he is than he is himself. We just keep talking about it. Keep talking. Yeah, about I think Flora Flora hit, hit him because it turns out that three of Alex Jones' products are all hinged upon the exact same compound oh, with amazing. very heavily audible air quotes. Okay, that's I'm right. Ready for it? So, so uh. We're going to talk now about Survival Shield X2. <laughs> X2! Lung cleanse. Okay. And fluoride shield. Flora kind of thinks fluoride is a mind control drug. Just for the record, Flora kind of thinks that, that fluoride is a mind control drug. Just a little <laughs> bit. Un poquito. All right. <laughs> Flora doesn't think it's a mind control it drug. It knows it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Flora has a problem that that I don't that Flora doesn't have a choice whether it's in his water. (laughs) Okay, Flora. For the first of all, Flora also has a problem with it that it's it's topical and you don't have to ingest it. Continue, David Fluoride. This train metaphor continues with how off the rails we are right now. See how how we continue. Let us start with Survival Shield X2. Well, yeah. That's two X's because two are better than one. If you have one X, what are you, Obama? (laughs) Right. Two for you because one won't do. So, Dave, David, what exactly is the the X2? Okay, the X2 is... uh, uh, from the website itself, himself, derived from 200 million-year-old salt solutions 
found more than 7,000 feet below the Earth's surface. That's so many numbers! It's gotta be good! The next <laughs> level of survival shield, remember, X2, the next level, is now here and much stronger than the original formula, with a powerful 650 micrograms per single drop. Whoa! That's right, you get it in a dropper. It is a liquid solution. And they even pre-screen it for radiation during the quality control phase. You're not getting any radiation in this. <laughs> nice try, government. So wh what it is, basically, is uh, nascent iodine. According to them, the top five reasons you, you need <laughs> nascent iodine. Iodine is an essential mineral that helps support thyroid health and well-being. True. The thyroid is like the ultimate, like, this is don't what ails you or what cures you type of deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. It's always the fucking thyroid. Yeah, don't get me the started. Thyroid the thyroid is like the mitochondria of the body. It's the power. It's the... <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Blame everything wrong with you on your thyroid. Nascent iodine may support healthy iodine levels. Okay. Nascent <laughs> iodine may support healthy hormone levels. Who can test that? Right. It Nascent may. iodine may be involved in maintaining healthy metabolism. Oh. Maybe. Supplementing with pure nascent iodine may provide sufficient iodine so that the body does not need to absorb iodine from other, I mean, come on, pleb sources. Am I right? right. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. A bunch of, uh, you mean a bunch of cuck iodine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to walk my ass to a museum to rub myself on some old photos. <laughs> Iodine, iodine that can't even please its wife. You mean some blurry photos. <laughs> Relevant plot. No. All right, keep going. So it's uh, X2 is just, it's super high quality nascent iodine. This is the one, this all, is the one where Stryker comes in and tries to like reinvigorate Wolverine with this iodine adamantium at this point. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Continue. Flora. <laughs> Oh no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like that was the next step I was going getting to anyway. Uh new new weapon X2. Um so so then we've got the old lung cleanse. Don't know if you uh don't don't know if you guys have have uh have shitty lungs. I mean, well, my lungs feel like they could use a cleansing. Well, and every weekend I decide to just huff a campfire and um yeah. <laughs> well, so what is I it? know a little bit about it. What is it? I got the black well, <laughs> well, you need something to clean out the uh, the chemicals from the chemtrails. The chemicals, of, of course. course. Yes, of course. We got it. Yes. And nobody wants aluminum in their lungs, of course. No. Well, let me get you the the lung cleanse. Uh, a, a short how how do you do for for what that is? And 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 Alex Jones makes this super easy because he lists here's top five reasons to use this product for a lot of his products like he'll no he went he'll he'll break them out bullet point style you morons he went into clickbait territory oh yeah oh man oh, yeah. okay five shocking things about lung cleansing you won't believe and it's a picture of a woman almost taking a dress off <laughs> dave do you write for buzzfeed <laughs> yeah, I should. there's a chemtrails 911.com and i really want to link to it but i can't i just can't in good conscience, give him the clip. <laughs> I went to a hookah. <laughs> I went to a hookah bar. I know. And I took Laura. this I X2 it. supplement, I and I was cured of all that hookah that I took. I took three whole look, hookahs. Laura, what do you need? Oh, I was going to ask you to look it up, but it, it finally loaded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you guys know? No. 
Indoor air has been shown to have pollutant concentrations much higher than outdoor air. That, that is the proper response. More than more people, most people spend over ninety percent of their time indoors, what? trapped in pollutants. Will someone please think of the children? It sounds like a Dutch oven if I've ever heard one. A polluted <laughs> children. So we're not talking about Beijing right now, right? Oh. Nope, nope. This is inside your home, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> you better tell Carlene. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> There's over a thousand types of mold and mildew that's been identified by scientists within homes located in the United States. Okay. In these United States? In what these, used to be America? What, what <laughs> used to be the people's America. Something by the people, for the people. Land of the free, home of the brave. Before big mildew owned it all. Well, I'll tell you what. Now it's time to cleanse. And you Thanks. can get that with InfoWars very own lung cleanse. Also in dropper form. Very convenient. Thank you. It's the result of ancient wisdom combined with herbal science reinterpreted in the light of modern day herbology. So it's water. <laughs> modern day herbology. <laughs> I, yes! I'm confused. Do we huff this? Do we sniff this? Or do we plug this? Oh no, my friend. You mix this with a little water <laughs> and then inhale it. Oh man. Uh, so this lung cleanse. Uh, do we. Well, it, uh, I'll tell you if you're concerned, Ryan, I know where you're going. I know what you're going to ask. And yes, it's vegan safe and GMO free. I appreciate you, you stipulating that. It's high. It's also halal and kosher. It's high quality H two O. So it does it actually say halal on there? Because I yes, can't. It believe sure it. does. Holy! <laughs> I can't believe they'd stoop to the Muslim agenda. I mean, halal people. Oh Jesus! Uh, so I gotta tell you. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I keep interrupting. What were you gonna? No, say? I was gonna say. So should I take this outside since my inside is terrible and filled with all these contaminants that f my lungs? No way. You can take it in your own home. Dude. In the in the scariness of your own home. That's right. You can offset the toxicity of your own beloved surroundings. I can put it in my mister, in my room, my my humidifier, and then we're good. Yeah. I, I bet you're fine. I bet that'll okay. help. I mean, all it's you got to get this lung cleanse in your body. That's the important thing. And you know, you know what? what? He has a radio show. Uh, I believe him. It's okay. You don't even have to go any further than that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of making half that stuff up because it doesn't actually say how you take it, and it doesn't actually say what it does. But but just keep in mind, there's mildew in the air in your home. Uh -huh. It's not safe. There's there's big numbers on people getting sick and and having trouble with their lungs. Okay. So. Okay, I, I, I have I, my hand up. You, I, I took your question. Yes, yes. Go ahead, no, we, Ryan. we already covered this, Ryan. It's halal. You're fine. Halal, Ryan. Halal. Uh, yes, Mr. Flora. It halal in the streets, haman in the sheets. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh! oh! This guy knows what I'm talking You're about. Dirty. This guy knows. You're dirty. <laughs> I love it. Is there any sort of active compound cited by Alex Jones that, you know, helps with this uh, lung cleanse? Uh, funny you should ask, Ryan. <laughs> you can actually get uh, some nascent iodine in oh, this cleanse. Okay. So that'll so, help. Square one. So, Flora, what you're basically saying is I could smoke two packs a day, but as long as I Absolutely. buy this bullshittery, it's totally fine. Hey, don't say that. It means you should drop the nascent iodine onto Ooh. your cigarettes uh, and then mm -hmm. smoke them. Uh-huh. Okay. That, that's the way yep. it works. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. 
Thanks for clarifying, Ryan. All right. Uh, any others with nascent iodine that are connected to it aside from the lung cleanse? Well, we got one more. Dave. Yeah. Well, what's that one? That would be that would be the flora shield. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fluoride shield. Shacha! Shacha! Hey, do you want some ketchup for those harsh burns, Flora? Ketchup <laughs> uh, for my burns? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'll take some aloe because it's <laughs> real. It's a real cure. People's cure. That's right. Uh, fluoride cleanse. <laughs> I'm sorry, fluoride shield is the it's only thing that can shield you from the fluoride that the government's putting in your water supply, which, and, you know, Flora's right. No one asked. They just put it in there. Um, but nobody protested it. until it was in there. Right. Until it was too late. Okay. So the third one. I mean, come on. You, it, it, you don't have to ingest it. It's topical. All right. Uh, anyway. All right. So, so nascent iodine is in all this shit. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> it's bullshit. I mean, do we, do we not know that? So... <clears throat> Apparently, nascent iodine doesn't exist in solution form. Define nascent yeah, in the first place. Flora, I'm not holding so, you to this burden of proof. I'm just saying, has there, any, has there been any indication that nascent is a defining term for iodine? The term was coined by a guy from our end of the dirty pool, Edgar Roger Casey. Mason. <laughs> <Yeah>. Roger <laughs> Mason. Edgar Casey was a guy who swore on this. It, it, what it is, is it is electrically separated iodine anions so what you're saying is if i want to learn more about edgar casey there's an episode of blurry photos where i can check that out oh there sure as shit is brother <laughs> That's right. oh, God, there is. so this is the <laughs> yes. so electrically separated anions so all those cations are taken and just thrown in the garbage can right yeah well what happens is you you can create what they call nascent iodine you can't isolate iodine anions the problem is is that they will instantly join with any positively charged thing <laughs> that they can get their dirty greedy little hands on which is why you find things like iodized salt why you find potassium iodine well, they speed date example. like a motherfucker with other things what i was going to say is, yeah. what i was going to say is for for those of you stupid people like me and uncle rusty Shut up. and ions that's negatively charged ions correct and cat mm-hmm. cations are positively charged, so correct? For cations, you have the T in there, and that's a plus. That's the way I remembered it. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty good. No, that's it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that totally makes sense. I'm- and anions are uh, negatively charged, like your aunt who's sad and lives by herself. Aunt Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Tabitha's married. married. Betty Ebersol is the sad bro. loner. <laughs> I'm coming uh, for you, so, Dave. So yeah. So what what are they what are they talking about with nascent iodine? Like oh, so so it it while it theoretically exists, the minute you mix it with anything, you put it in a solution, you put it in a pill, you let it out of a very carefully controlled laboratory setting, it binds to something else, and so there is no nascent iodine. It just simply cannot be offered to you in a product. So basic chemistry, okay. And if I know this, then I'm sure most people know this. Basic chemistry suggests that if you are at, you know, negative seven, as far as, you know, protons go, you want to combine with something to be completely even at, at, at minus eight. So you want to bind with absolutely anything 
that there is out there to, to be completely neutral. No, so in basic chemistry, you have <laughs> right. This is, where, this is where this is where everyone looks at Ryan and goes. Huh? <laughs> exactly. I was, I was like, none of us can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're the only one working in the field, so, so we all defer to you. Dave. You're the bug man. We were going to talk about things like this, okay? What's work? <laughs> um, so, in basic Audrey in Buckman? basic chemistry, <laughs> I had to pass a lot of chemistry to become a bugman. But then I forgot it. That's your cryptid. Uh, so in basic chemistry, <laughs> you have the idea that everything wants to do as little work as possible. Right. They want to be balanced. Yes. Correct. So you right. have the positive and negative. Just entities. like a Yes. 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 <laughs> Crazy. That's the dream. Every molecule in the universe is a freeloader and wants to have to do as little things as possible. That's what we call the Democrats. And that's why. <laughs> God damn it, man. This is the <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I could have said it the other way. I could have said it the other way. <laughs> I'm gonna round it out. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it simple. There's the concept of equilibrium. Everything wants to be kind of matched up with each other so that they don't have to do the work for the other one. So positive will try to join with negative at the most extreme possible. That's how explosions work. That's how like simple acid-base reactions work. Positive tries to bond with negative. So if you So you're saying that 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> was it not? <laughs> I mean it's as clear as can be, people. Uh I, I think I think what we've come up with, nascent and iodine can melt. That's exactly. <laughs> so it's so negative that it doesn't matter what people say about Suicide Squad. It just is going to give it a bad review. It doesn't think like yeah. it's going to be good from the get go. So anyway, um, regardless, you have a lot, something that's very positive and very negative, and this nascent iodine, if it is as negative as it says then that means that it is going to easily bomb with anything positively charged in the environment that it is subjected to, which, unless it is a very strict lab environment, is impossible. So this nascent iodine will be as neutral as possible and will not work the way it even says. Also, iodine does not have many other curative properties other than sterilization. So uh, it, it's, it's insane. The way they are saying this would sell... <laughs> For cleaning your lungs or doing what, Flora? What's the other thing you said? Oh, everything. <laughs> it'll it'll, yeah. it'll do whatever you want. It'll protect you against the government's fluoride. You, you know what? Dealer's choice, Ryan. So yeah. So the, the I idea. mean, look, what we're saying is we've got three different pro pro products that are purporting to do three different things, P, and basic component of each one is the same which is thing. Uh, which is nascent iodine, which goes in and negatively nags other things out of the whole system so that you're healthy afterwards, right? So, so right. Negative. Well, the, the uh, other right. thing is it, now, now Alex Jones has to be very careful here because especially in the case of potassium iodide, which can be extraordinarily toxic to people, but potassium iodide is used in cases of uh, radiation poisoning. Uh, for a really good explanation of this, listen to our good friend Chris Dops and his uh, his episode of uh, Eastern Border with uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Trifecta. He talks about how this is used, um, how they, they had iodine tablets for people who were exposed to radiation. It is to be only used after 
radiation exposure. It's because like right away. It is very <laughs> And I believe that it is uh, exposure to beta or alpha particles, Dave. Help me out with I this I want to say beta. Oh, shit. Uh, beta from the gamma, gamma particles. Gamma particles. Oh, gamma. gamma. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> the only I, I think we just triggered Flora. <laughs> the only thing here is though is that with, with these radiation particles, these people are so far gone that it really doesn't matter by that point anyway. No, no, you you are polishing the brass on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 thing is, is that he implies that it is a good thing for a survivalist to have and to take to prepare one's body for the massive onslaught of radiation, which is extraordinarily dangerous because one dose of, of Survival Shield X2 is twice the safe limit of potassium iodide because he always lists it as iodide or as nascent iodine, and you don't know what it's bound to. So what you're basically saying is, is that I need to pay all my money to Alex Jones in order to be immune to everything that's going to come towards my way. As fast as possible, okay. if well, you're a true patriot, oh, if you're sick if you and tired about your family, of, the right, right. of the system and the globalists. Right. So the last topic of the night that I'm going to lead into, it's actually a two-parter. So you get double your money's worth. The, the, the first thing I'm going to talk about is green coffee extract. Now, Dr. Oz... Or as some of you know, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Well, to clarify, this is mainly like dietary <laughs> Dr. supplements. Dr. Hussein Oz. <laughs> God, I, I, I knew it. I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a dietary thing. Yeah, I'm going to be focusing more on the, the dietary end of things, uh, such as pretty much focusing on people that don't want to do any of the extra work want to take these supplements that magically make them lose weight all of a sudden with no problem now you're insulting our audience but continue you can eat a dick um so <laughs> dr oz claims that um these green coffee beans uh allows people to lose at least one pound per week without changing their diet it is this new superfood that changes their life by simply taking the pill every day 30 minutes before their meals for the record, green green coffee extract is simply taking green coffee and like well, the original wait, form of coffee, not hey, roasting it. Hey, hey, take a step back. Your own face. Okay. okay, we're all excited okay. right now. I'm back over here. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> so the claim is that chlorogenic acid, which was the main compound in in, in the green coffee beans, um, that that was what attributed to uh, the weight loss, along with uh, polyphenol polyphenols polyphenols okay thank you so uh, um but my uh i don't know if you guys know but my bullshit meter it's completely going off uh the charts right now well sounds like you need an alex jones meter 60 <laughs> percent so the the basic premise is that when when you want to lose weight okay it doesn't matter anything that you take calorie intake versus calorie outtake which means the, the energy that you exert, if you exert more energy than you intake, you're going to lose weight. And it doesn't have to be that close. It's like you have to lose like 700 calories compared to 300 calories that, that you take in. If you lose a lot of calories throughout the day, meaning if you exercise versus not taking in a lot of high calorie foods when you eat, you are going to lose weight. That is the simple bottom line Fact of the matter. Now, 
when Dr. Oz claims taking this, this magic pill about the, the, the green coffee beans, he brought on Lindsay Duncan, who, who was on a show. Now, here's the problem with bringing her on. She but was, who is Lindsay Duncan? She was some spokesperson for these green coffee beans, and she was fined $9 million by the Federal Trade Commission, okay? Hey-o. That means she has no credibility whatsoever, but Dr. Oz felt like, eh, it's not a big deal. Nobody will notice, okay? Well, now I'm, I'm going to get into the green coffee bean versus the regular coffee bean, which you drink every day when... You get to work and you drink your, your regular dark coffee, whatever, whatever. So um, it's Arabica beans, lightly roasted, but then de-roasted <laughs> and cold brewed. So, yeah, so I'm that's sorry. how I prefer it. I kind of prefer the Sumatra. <laughs> so do you have any stevia? <laughs> <laughs> so the basic difference between these green coffee beans and the coffee beans that you drink when you get to work because you want a cup of coffee is that these green coffee beans have been roasted, which basically means that they've been, have some kind of heat, you know. They've been made fun of to the point where they can't even respond to anybody else in front of a massive crowd of celebrities. (laughs) They've they've been roasted for that exact reason. (laughs) You're such a dick. Sarah Silverman and Gilbert Gottfried had been right there with them. (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen these beans? Why are they so Great. <laughs> so, so what? The first time I saw a green this <laughs> was a hooker oh, on the west side. Holy crap! That's really solid, Flora. I was gonna say I'm pretty impressed by that. <laughs> so basically, what this is saying that somebody who 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 has been exposed to green coffee beans, the only difference between your your normal coffee beans that you drink is that they've been roasted, which means that they've been, you know, roasted under heat. But according to Dr. Oz, by roasting them under heat, that means that there's been different scientific chemicals that have been added to them. Scientific chemicals. As opposed to the unscientific chemicals. (laughs) Right. That's his exact quote, by the way. He says, scientific chemicals. Um, Well, when when it's time for unscientific chemicals, we'll go back to InfoWars. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> promise well the best part about all of this is that after talking about these uh green coffee beans dr Oz, uh, dr oz warns about watching out for internet deals and investigating key ingredients which means that if you took you know half the time a day to investigate the things that he talks about you wouldn't buy any of the shit that he talks about guys don't look too deeply into this but this is good shit just trust me that, that's pretty much the deal with it. All those internet deals, they're bullshit. My internet deal, the real deal. So chlorogenic acid is the main component in this yeah, exactly. particular uh, extract. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the FTC has had plenty of things to say about this, uh, Josh. Well, but before you get into that, the study that Dr. Oz referenced before getting into all of this, the one that he based his research on saying that why it was so great uh, yeah, it was later retracted because there was no actual proof that uh, it said that, you know, what it actually meant to say. And the quote is, the FTC complaint alleges that the study was so hopelessly flawed that no reliable conclusions could be drawn from it. The flawed study, which purported to show that the product causes, quote, substantial weight and fat loss, was later touted on the Dr. Oz show. So after it was 
retracted. It was still touted on there. So he just kind of just ran with it. He was like, you know, they said yeah. it at some point, we'll just do it. You well, know, well, fuck it. Well, not only that, <laughs> the uh, the uh, AFS, which is the Applied Food Sciences, they were fined $3.5 million because they did not have scientific substantiation to back up anything that they claimed. So for the low, low price of one Dr. Oz episode, you can pay for all of the bullshit you just said was legal. <laughs> Well, that's like me basically saying that, like, yeah, you should totally take these pills because Santa Claus says that, that you know, that's really good for you. Uh, you know, uh, people get no, that is a very odd analogy right there. I'll, I'll give it that. There's no basis for it. There's no basis for it whatsoever. I just love I just, the Santa Claus thing got me. I just so it was hilarious. There is, a, there is a subject of accountability there. But, I mean, you two guys have covered things like, for instance, GMOs. And also artificial sweeteners, where by you guys I mean blurry photos. Um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for the That's clarification. Us. That wasn't a, you mean y'all. <laughs> it wasn't a racial epithet. Um, uh, what I'm gonna say is that you blurry people. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> so you guys have covered things like um, artificial sweeteners and GMOs to the point where there has been a little bit of like shenanigans where. The companies that have something to gain from it have funded some of the studies involved. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. These are, oh, yeah. these are government agencies, though, so it's a little bit more reputable from that. The FTC is not something to f*** with. Well, not only that, they, they went behind and looked into these studies that Dr. Oz claimed was so reputable and, you know, was a great, you know, foundation to build that, uh, you know, selling these pills off of. But the actual study, the FTC believed that, these, uh, you know, their lead investigator that the, the measurements of the subjects changed the length of the trial, misstated the subjects that were taking the placebo effect. And, you know, when they looked into it, that, you know, just half the shit that they talked about was bullshit. Half the shit was bullshit. We'll take that one home. Rough estimation. Okay. Half. So chlorogenic acid, once again, has not been shown to actually be effective. Once again, what's the harm of actually taking it? Now we're going to get into the point where taking it might actually be a harm. And this right. is where Dr. Oz gets in some very, very muddy waters. Yeah, he, uh, he actually got sued. And uh, in June of 2014, he appeared before the Science and Transportation Committee. Which, by the way, Science and Transportation, combining those two together, that, that, that's kind of an odd thing to... Oh, to be clear, there's a senatorial hearing. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, I should state that it... it yeah. It was actually um, uh, appeared before Congress, and uh, he, Dr. Oz states, you know, when when he was when he was in front of the committee, he said that he believed in everything that he talked about, and he said that he believes in the th in, in in all the products that he endorses, and uh, he believes in everything that he claims so much so that he gives them to his family. Um, but th there's a specific quote that I absolutely loved that that I included in here. Uh, it was a senator, and she basically said that um, the scientific community is almost monolithic against you in terms of efficiency of, of everything that you talked about, that, they, that you claim to be that they're miracles. So basically, she just gave him the proverbial middle finger saying that you have no idea what you're talking about. The scientific community doesn't endorse what you say, and uh, you, can, you can basically go fuck off. Hey, she gave him <laughs> Stanley Kubrick terms of things and, saying monolithic. Uh, you, you can go fuck yourselves. But but the thing about it is that um, really they had a hearing and nothing came of it. 
it was just like, so uh, you've been doing some uh, some sham science. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? I was like, I never sold any of that stuff. And they said, okay. And then that was it. Well, that that was the point of the hearing. The big thing about Dr. Oz is that he claims that like, yeah, I understand that everything that I talk about has no actual scientific basis, but that doesn't mean that I believe in it. And it, that just doesn't mean that I believe it can help people. I understand that it's not a long-term solution, but I believe that it can help people within the short term. But it doesn't completely negate the fact that he's making money off of all of this. It, it doesn't talk about the fact that he's selling all of these products and he's getting filthy rich off of all of it, even though he doesn't necessarily believe that it is a long-term solution to make them healthier and better people. Well, and there's also the situation where, I mean, you're really considering he may not be selling these things, but when he's advocating for it and he's not contesting any of the information presented, that must mean that there is either a benefit to him on that show or that he advocates it. I mean, there has to be some sort of like presentation of one side and then the other, and then you let it weigh out between the two. And he has done that in a few other situations, and I will give it to him for that. But for these, it seems a lot fishier by the fact that he has these people on and he doesn't have somebody that says, oh, homeopathy is bullshit. Nobody has gone on to his show and said that. But it's not even with homeopathy. But it's just... with green tea, uh, green coffee and extract. But he, well, but he all never... those things, because the only thing that makes less money than the real pharmaceutical industry is the bullshit pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> the ones that aren't regulated and don't have to pay any fees to actually push their shit out. But that, that's a nice, nice segue into the next thing that he advocated, which is... Well, the real question real quick uh, is, okay, all these things that he's pushing, what's the danger of taking them in the first place? If at the worst case they don't hurt you, well, but and they but, don't help you. But here's the thing, though: if you're going to argue that, what's the difference between me taking sugar pills? It's not going to hurt me, but it's not necessarily going to help me. Either. That was rhetorical. I don't have an answer for you. But, but, I, but I, feel like, subject. I feel like the biggest mistake he made with this is that if he's he's pushing, for example, green coffee extracts, unroasted right. coffee, raw coffee, and he's not calling it rothy. <laughs> Well, he just blew. Ring, 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 ring. I do want to phone. Okay. I want to add one little he thing. Just, um, he, he blew a great marketing opportunity like an idiot would. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the – I'll keep this very brief. But I guess the short thing is that when you get into these little things like I'm going to – you know, I have the sniffles. I'm going to take this. It's one thing. Um, But then you get cases like Steve Jobs, right, where you, you have like – I have something really serious like cancer or I have something really serious like, um, you boredom. know, a thyroid disease or just depression. Right. And or you're boredom. Like, or boredom. You, you this up real quick. <laughs> I am. I was going to say, but the issue being that you suddenly go into, well, what happens when you take it as an alternative to serious problems? Well, yes. <laughs> that's yeah, that's our wrap up. Thank so, you very much. Well, no, uh, Lauren, I talk sorry. about that a lot. It's, it's when, when something, when, when, when someone's offering, takes you away from an actual effective uh, treatment. <laughs> well, that's like me saying like, well, did I, I just have cancer. Ryan, did I just fuck I'll you? just say, I, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, then well, just delete but that. I stayed quiet just for so long. But that, I thought I had a good one No, but there. that's my thing. Like, it's like saying like, oh I man, I, still, still Ryan's I have cancer and I have to worry about it. So I'm going to take heroin so I don't remember that, it, you know, hey, that it's not even, man. no, not even that. No, but my for thing the record, is that. This is the Skype hand signal for your fucking me. 
You're fucking me right now. <laughs> My whole it, it's just we just touched metaphorical dicks. But so no, we're gonna stop with that right now. No, my whole thing is that you want to sit there and talk about how green coffee beans won't you know is better for you than regular coffee beans. But if the the sole difference between green coffee beans, because spoiler alert, every single coffee bean is green. The only difference between getting light roast dark roast, whatever roast that you want is the amount of heat that you apply to it. Yeah, it, it will change the chemical compounds of it. It will undergo some kind of chemical reaction, but it's not going to you know, make a difference as to where uh, affecting you as far as your physical health wise goes. Uh, Josh, what's the next diet craze? I thought I was being good. <laughs> <laughs> so Garcinia Cambogia, that, that was the next miracle drug that... Uh, that Dr. Oz, you know, uh, said was the next fat burner and the revolutionary diet pill that would, you know, you wouldn't have to do anything and would make a huge difference in your life. Now, Garcinia Cambogia, that is um, a, a fruit-like uh, substance that is found in Indonesia, or I'm sorry, India and Southwest Asia. Um, also known as Indonesia. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. trying to be specific. You're good. <laughs> uh, and he basically claimed that it wouldn't, it wouldn't change your diet today. It wouldn't change your physical activity of the day. And, you, you know, you could lose up to, you know, four pounds a month without doing anything whatsoever. We have a video, too, is actually saying these type of things. He has had a lot of claims for Garcinia Cambogia. Well, the, the big thing is that Dr. Oz never claimed that, you know, he, he instituted that a, a certain type of brand was the right way to go or anything like that. Be, but but after airing the segment that he claimed that you know Garcinia Cambogia was so uh, such a you know a big step you know in changing your life the the sales of the actual compound skyrocketed after that segment was aired and not only that he had a whole bunch of different claims like anything from let's see it increased your serotonin levels it 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 uh, suppressed hunger for a while it made you feel fuller for longer so you wouldn't eat more um, it, it just it prevented the liver from actually converting the carbohydrates into fat cells in your body, which means it stops the liver function in general. It, he had the whole gamut of things that it would do in order to uh, just increase your ability to lose fat over a time where you would not have to exercise or change your diet or anything else. It was just a whole it was a miracle drug. Yeah, this is this is the part of Flies where I say that Ryan sh** all over everything I was going to talk about. I'm sorry. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> uh, basic, but no, but Ryan's 100% correct. What Dr. Oz claimed was that um, it basically uh, prevents your liver from converting sugar into flat, to, to fat cells, um, which basically makes your belly bigger or, you know, you get, um, you know, fatter by the end. His target audience is middle-aged women, and you know they're all worried about oh. getting fatter. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm gonna back this fucking train up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he's preying upon. Okay. Would you like to rephrase that? Oh no, God. I all won't. Right. I love you, motherfucker. Not... No, no. I love you, motherfucker. Well, no. The the main compound is hydroxic acid. Hydrox. <laughs> you know what? Suck a dick, Ryan. I don't understand what science means, okay? <laughs> Hydroxycitric acid. So what it basically means is that it prevents all the fat cells from being formed in, formed within your liver, okay? that That is the basic premise of what he is trying to sell. 
So, uh, hydroxycitric acid has been run through the gamut from several different types of tests, from mice to humans. So there have been some evidence that mice have lost fat from this exposure to hydroxycitric acid, but no reputable studies, including double-blind placebo studies, which means that neither the uh, tester nor the recipient of the supposed drug knows whether they have the actual drug or the placebo. We've talked about this before, but neither of them has known which one gets what, and the results have shown that there has not been a significant increase in fat loss between the two subjects, between the placebo group and the actual uh, test drug. But not only that, a study in 2013 showed that even though it was safe to take, it didn't necessarily mean that there was effectiveness against obesity uh, as far as a large-scale and long-term clinical trials goes. However, with the whole safe-to-take thing, Josh, you got a little bit of information on that one right there. We have two different yeah. approaches we can go by. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> there was... How much of your money did Dr. Oz take, Josh? Uh, How much? It was less than $100, I will say that. Okay, then. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Garcinia Cambogia has a history before Dr. Oz. Well, it, 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 the, when they looked at all the trials of everything, they basically showed that heptotoxicity was due to um, interference with your liver function, which basically means that um, there was uh, drug-induced liver injury because of the drugs that you were taking. Particularly hy- hydroxycitric acid, which is the main component of... Garcinia Cambogia. Well, well most here's of, the thing. You don't really need your liver, though, so what's the damage? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Dave, turns you, out. Dave, do you know where we're from? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I need my liver very much. You get a lot of I need it so much. Well, so much. But, but Can I was, have yours? <laughs> <laughs> there was basically a, uh, a five-year study from 2004 to 2009 that basically suggested that Hydroxycut contained, you know, uh, uh, th- this compound. Hydroxycut is what you saw at 3 a.m. on, let's say, Comedy Central or VH1 or any other channel. Yeah, it, there was always an infomercial network. for it. From, from 2004 to 2009, it was like the number one weight loss supplement infomercial that you saw, you know, at 1 a.m. when you were watching TV. Yeah, so Hydroxycut was pretty much the precursor to the pure form, which is hydro- uh, Garcinia Cambogia. Yeah. Both the same supplement, which used this uh, hydroxycitric acid. But, but not even with that. The, even though it was within that, like, there was people that reported liver problems ranging from jaundice to damage that required a liver transplant. Like, that is a huge end of the spectrum. Like, that is just like saying, like, oh, I got a cut on my wrist to where, like, my arm has to be amputated. Like, there, there is no in-between from there. Uh. Pretty much, hydroxycitric acid has been shown to either be damaging to the liver, which is heptotoxicity, which is specifically Ew. for the liver. Yes, we've <laughs> mentioned it before. Dave believes that we don't need it, but I do. Um, well, you know, you guys uh, just t- tend your own garden, okay? Because I'm not going to fall for the, the, the liberal lies. <laughs> the liberal lies? <laughs> 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 Secondly, if that wasn't enough, um, Garcinia Cambogia was also known to make an increase in serotonin. Correct, Josh? Yeah. I mean, basically to the point Which, where there, there was serotonin intoxication. Yes. Like, 
serotonin is what your body releases when you sleep, which means that if you have a serotonin intoxication and your body releases too much serotonin, it's called death. Well, not only that, it, it helps to regulate mood. So uh, in most depressed people, they take something called SSRIs, which are serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors, right? Uh, I missed a letter there, but either way, uh, no, it does. It, it totally does. For depressed people, there is an abundance of serotonin reuptake, and these SSRIs prevent that from happening, which allows for a regulation of serotonin, which kind of gives you the happy feels, which leads to dopamine being right. released in your system, which it, it's all a whole chemical thing. Um, and that sounds very, very vague, but for the most part, serotonin, it was kind of what is responsible for your happy feels. However, it can also be responsible for a lot of other things like, uh, let's see, tremors, uh, to the point of toxicity from serotonin. You can have a seizure from it. Yes. Yeah. And this has actually been studied in several different cases. So the, I guess the wrap up of this is that Garcinia Cambogia, no, it does not actually regulate fat in humans. It does not actually cut it. In double-blind placebo studies. For mice, maybe. Not for humans. However, for humans, there have been negative effects, such as liver toxicity and death, as in the case of the hydroxy cut between 2009 That is an and adverse effect. Death. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag adverse effect. Yes. Well, but that, that's the thing, though, is that even though Dr. Oz claims that, like, oh, I never advocated a certain brand or uh, you know a certain supplement that you should take, it doesn't matter because it all does the same thing. And it, it look, I'll put it to you this way. It doesn't matter what gun you shoot yourself with. If you shoot yourself in the head, it's not going to end well. That's the last time I... <laughs> Never mind. Your I'm analogies go with that. are so on point tonight. But that's, but, but that's basically... Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows you have the best analogies. Nothing you said uh, is wrong. <laughs> Nothing you said is wrong. It's just amazing. So, first off, you have uh, the fact that you can have liver damage from this. So, and then afterwards, you can possibly have serotonin toxicity, which I did not even know was a thing until yeah. I researched this. I didn't know that was a thing either. But not even that. All of this shit that we're talking about, it's not regulated by the, by the government anyway. And yeah, exactly. And I guess this is where we go into our extras. That is the end for Garcinia Cambogia and like Dr. Ross's weight loss pills. But we're going to go into a few little tidbits between the rest of the things that they may have in common. For instance... Dr. Roz and Alex Jones both are strongly against GMOs. Uh, Dr. Roz once again did it in a roundabout way, but Alex Jones has made himself very clear about his opinion on GMOs. Alex Jones does nothing in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta really at least respect him for that much. Um, no, you don't. Nah, but uh, guys, we'll, we'll let you take over for Alex Jones' other bits because I know you have at least one. Uh, Dr. Oz created a scare in 2011 by saying there is a dangerous amount of arsenic in various apple juices and failing to mention that the company that he paid to do those tests on apple juices uh, did not discriminate between organic and inorganic arsenic. Now, there is a big difference between these two. Uh, so the inorganic arsenic is um, well, actually that's cyanide that I'm thinking of. But inorganic arsenic is like and then there were none types of levels of kill you immediately. Organic arsenic form is present in a lot of different things like shellfish and many different fruits, and it is much... It's also in rat poison. Any yeah. rat poison you find laying around, it's got some arsenic in it. But that's mainly inorganic. Uh, okay, good to know. So, so organic is much more present in natural things, and there is a test to discern between the two. 
Dr. Oz's team that he paid did not discern between the two. There was organic and inorganic. Well, that's and they just lumped those two together, which made much higher results of arsenic present in apple juice. So that was flawed in the first place. Uh, secondly, uh, number one, apple juice is totally safe to drink. There may be some in- organic arsenic in there, but nothing that will ever poison your kids or you. I appreciate the clarification, Ryan. Thank yes, you. Yes, my I... kids are not going to get poisoned. Secondly, Dr. Oz was subject to a 2014 Senate hearing for being complicit in scams via the promotion on his show, particularly for a green coffee bean extract, which we talked about with Josh. Well, not, not only that, the, the Garcinia Cambogia, that was all lumped under the same thing that he was brought in front of the... A, a, a committee for he was brought up in front of Senate for being a con artist. Ex- that's pretty much it. Yeah, and pretty much Senate, the Senate just said, "Okay, well, you're a con artist. No penalties for that." He still has a show. Yeah, they just said, "Knock it off." Yeah, <laughs> and then left. In April 2015, ten physicians across the United States sent a letter to Columbia University, like formally asking to remove Dr. Oz as a professor from their staff. Which because- basically Columbia was like. Hey, we're an Ivy League university, and yeah, I mean, he kind of has some like quacky things that he talks about, but he brings us in a lot of money, so you can go fuck yourself. But it's all cool, dude. That's pretty much what they said. Um, he's also uh, supported Reiki, uh, spiritual uh, mediums, uh, like several uh, different alternative medicines, which. Uh, that is more blurry photos uh, forte than us because yeah. we're not here to actually. Um, Debates. We're just here for facts, and when it's something so vague, it's really hard for us to present something without getting in a fight about it. And (laughs) you guys might know we're staunchly anti-powder keg issues. Yeah, and uh, guys, this is why we respect you because you guys take the issues that nobody wants to, uh, nobody else wants to actually attack and make fun of. But you know that's what happens. But Dr. Ross has been. Um, I guess it wraps up to Dr. Oz is one of those guys that I feel like if he did not have a daily show, if it was like, say weekly, he would have a lot better content and a lot better things that were not scare tactics. And I feel like Alex Jones has the same type of tactic where it's more feeling, uh, feeding off of, you should worry about why you're going to die from this. And this is why you should possibly look into this except alex jones is on the this is why you should buy my product and do you guys have anything oh, yeah. else for, to add to that oh yeah i mean well first of all everything with alex jones comes down to do you love your family <laughs> i mean he instantly poses this like i'm giving you two choices either one fuck those losers who are sucking me dry or yes i have to keep them alive though like which is which is i guess from a marketing perspective semi-brilliant all right, so you guys got anything left on Alex Jones to add to for any little tidbits or anything else that we may have missed in the meantime? Yes, he's got one last thing that he hammers on a, a lot, and it's something that over we here at Blurry Photos love to make fun of, is his insistence that everyone needs colloidal silver in their lives. Uh, colloidal silver, uh, by definition, is just silver in a fluid suspension. It's not chemically bound to anything. It's just... Uh, pixie dust. It's just silver dust in in a fluid. Um, and that this is something that everyone should be having in their lives. Um, and he sells it under the name Silver Bullet, uh, which you can get for $19.95. It is a fascinating, completely worthless uh, 
uh, item at 30 parts per million. Okay. Um, and uh, it is... His website lists the description of the silver bullet, the colloidal silver, and doesn't actually say what it does. Ever. Because he can't. It just keeps talking these vagaries about how it's produced. For example, Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that is both free of artificial additives and utilizes high-quality process ensures for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. So, prepared, just, that's preparedness it. for what? Yeah. Well, let, let me just ask yeah, you. You could be use prepared and you could use it regularly. So what if else I, could if you I may, possibly want from a product? So, <laughs> if I'm a moderately uh, literate redneck and I hear the term silver bullet, I'm thinking Coors Light. What is going to yeah. differentiate between the actual brewski versus what Alex Jones is trying to sell me? Um, the brewski well, will get on... you somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't sound yeah, like there's much of what? anything. You have a silver bullet, it'll take the edge off. Colloidal <laughs> silver will not help you. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, according to a, a bunch of uh, idiots called the National Institute for Health, colloidal silver can cause very serious side, uh, uh, very serious side effects, including argyria, which Google it. Do yourself a terrifying favor and see what happens if you foolishly ingest too much silver. God. It turns you into a fucking smurf. It will literally permanently, inexorably dye you blue. And you don't get to come back from that. You get to live the rest of your life looking like that. And that's your issue. It's Tobias Funke syndrome. Uh, exactly. The FDA... <laughs> It is. It is. It'll turn you into a solidly blue never nude forever. Uh, the FDA warned in 1999 that colloidal silver isn't safe or effective for treating any disease or condition. Now, the problem with the FDA is that the F stands for federal government. They're just part of the new world order trying to keep you, keep you in the dark. Um, and the, uh, the Federal Trade Commission has even taken action against a number of companies uh, because of their claims regarding colloidal silver. Uh, but that does not stop Alex Jones from selling silver bullet for only $19.95 for a jar of God knows what that'll only hurt you. Mainly because uh, I, I guess that kind of wraps this up. That, that's a perfect example. If it's not evaluated by the FDA, as long as you put that it's not evaluated by the FDA, you can sell literally whatever you want unless it is federally prohibited. Um, and right. that is a big problem. And, and, with, and it's important to note that system. every single one of Alex Jones products on the label has to list that it has never been evaluated by the FDA. And the same goes for, or even approved. And the same goes for Dr. Oz. It's a lot of those things where stuff, he, he might be smart because he says he is not selling any of these things and he is not advocating of them. Just he's using in a completely national slash international platform to let people talk about these products that he supposedly does not advocate in order to not push them. Um, it, it's very, very right. snaky. Uh, that is snake oil you in know, its purest form. And that's how... You know what, yeah. I, what, what I think it all boils down to is that these people are preying on people's fear. They They... 
want to sell stuff to, to people to make profit for themselves because they know that people are in a state of mind where they don't feel safe about things. And when you use trigger words, like, you know, if you're Dr. Oz, you're talking about people's self-esteem and their self-image. Or aging. Uh, people, yeah. Or aging, yeah. They, people don't already don't feel good about that, especially his demographic, uh, his self-proclaimed demographic, apparently. <laughs> exactly. But he, he's using that and, and turning that against people. Uh, uh, Alex Jones going after... Oh well, everybody's out to get you. I'm the one that's that's going to lead you to the promised land because I know what's well, up. Exactly. Oh yeah. And yeah. and he's turning that fear onto people, and people can't think straight. You know what I mean? When you uh, are just concerned about answering a question, do you want somebody to get you, or do you not want somebody to get you? What are you good? Like you don't stop and think. Well, wait a minute. Who is asking me this? Who is going to get me? Why are you doing? You just think yes or no. Yeah. You know, and and then right. and that's that's coming from a place where, as, as a species, I mean, as as animals, we want we need to feel safe. You know, and if if there's any part of that 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 makes us feel unsafe, automatically we're going to reject it. We're going to say. Uh, I'm not going to think about that. I don't need to because instinctually I know better, you know, and all it takes is just stopping for a minute and thinking critically just a little bit to, to, uh, protect yourself from falling down that fucking vortex <laughs> yeah. uh, of fear <laughs> well, that these people are preying yeah, on. Yeah. It, it's fear mongering. I mean, that, that is the it's, most simplest, simplest way to put it is it, it's fear mongering. It is preying on people who who want a solution that's quick and easy, whether it be to to lose weight or or to be healthy or, or whatever it is, it, it, they they're looking for the the quick out uh, as as opposed to actually putting the time and effort to uh, investigate what exactly these people are trying to sell them. But that's almost putting on the target audience. I feel like it's more of like um, you go with the most primordial of emotions that people can work off of. And fear is one of them. It's a fight or flight type of thing. You have to go with a black and white type of deal to sell something to somebody. You don't want to give them the time to really think about, well, is this really going to affect me adversely or not? And uh, Greg brought up Steve Jobs earlier. This is a great example. Um, what we really wanted to drive home here was with snake oils is that a lot of them say, hey, what do you have to lose? That the worst is not going to hurt you. Well, it might hurt you because... With a lot of these, right. with a lot yeah. of these cures, you could be spending time actually doing something proactive that has been proven by science to actually cure you. Steve Jobs is a great example. He could have been saved. Uh, I mean, at least he would have been better percentages of being saved as opposed to doing all the holistic bullshit that he went through and then ended up dying because of it. Um, I hate to put somebody like on the chopping block right there, but that's a perfect example of modern times. A lot of people could have been saved if they had just taken something that was recommended by something generally agreed upon as opposed to somebody like you could put any name you want to. Um, let's see. Sylvia Brown, Dr. Roz, Alex Jones. Uh, it, it, the list goes on and on and on. Um, any Hucksters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
And it's just these people that are really not concerned with other people's well-being as much as the... making a profit their own profit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you should uh, you you can listen if you want somebody who uh, uh, can tell you about this and it's fun to listen to. Listen to uh, James Randi, oh, the amazing Randi. That's exactly who I. Don't even get a start on James Randi. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's pretty fantastic. I've written several letters to him and he has written me many responses saying stop bothering me. But, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> But uh, it's one of those things. This is like the crux of what we like to cover, where it's education and it's entertaining. I mean, I know we've done this in a very uh, informal manner, but at the same rate, the important message is that with these type of things, it's one thing to mislead somebody with a stupid fact about Facebook of the world's going to end next week or something like that, right? as opposed to leading somebody away from a legitimate... Uh, here to their ailments or possibly here to their uh, mental wellness by doing something like, say, a, uh, a, a medium that has no backing. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where, yes, you are doing damage by steering them away from what is a much more surefire solution or has actual proven odds to it. And there's scientific fact to back it up what they're doing. This has existed for millions of years. Right. Uh, okay, thousands of years. I'm sorry. We haven't been <laughs> The dinosaurs were taking colloidal <laughs> silver. You need to take it as well to help your family make it through the next uh, uh apocalypse from the If comet. only they had silver bullet, they would have made it. I got a fun <sighs> little anecdote real quick. Yeah, go for it. We love those things. Uh, well, it's it's sort of an anecdote, but uh, it was something I was reading when I was looking for some some of this stuff. But uh, apparently, the term snake oil kind of comes back from when they had uh, Chinese uh, laborers, you know, coming over here and working on the railroads and stuff, and and taking our jobs, would, <laughs> and ten turkner and uh, they would apparently. This is what I read now. They they would take uh, snake oil that they had and use it on themselves or take it uh, uh, to help relieve some of the aches and pains, you know, from working uh, all day. And um, people started uh, asking, "Oh, what do you what is what is that? How how are you getting help from that?" And they're like, "Well, it's snake oil." And so people started taking rattlesnakes and you know trying to <laughs> trying to get the oil out of. Them. Of course, that's that. That's not going to uh, work. <laughs> Just uh, twisting the oil right out of them. I'm getting yeah, me some of that oil. Ring out the, the snake there. But uh, uh, people would take it anyway, this rattlesnake, <laughs> quote unquote oil, and, you know, nothing would happen. Well, somewhere along the way, somebody figured out the, the Chinese were getting the snake oil from China where they would get it out of water snakes who would eat fish and therefore have some of that fish oil. Omega-3 fatty acids. <laughs> the omega-3 fatty acids, okay. which may or may not have, I, I I don't know, I think they've debunked some of that recently, but it's better than just a desert-dwelling rattlesnake yeah. that, you know, eats crap. Um, not literal crap, but... <laughs> you don't know that. So, so there was like a kernel of truth, maybe. To, to snake oil at one time. I, I, I don't know. I just found that fascinating. Well, the problem that you run into with a lot of these things is that uh, it, it's much like the 1950s when people were like, oh, well, you know, smoking cigarettes, that's not bad for you. And, you know, 
20 years later, they're like, yeah, it's probably not the best decision that you make, you know? You could probably be doing better things with your lungs. One one little side thing is um, you brought up, um, I was thinking about this earlier, you brought Philip Morris, it sparked the memory again, how Dr. Oz used the whole, like, my wife and kids argument. And Philip Morris, I, I remember watching a video of him going, if smoking was demonstrably bad for you, would I allow my wife and kids to partake in cigarettes? As he, like, takes a drag on camera. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wix, uh, no, but that, that's, that's, it's exactly yeah. the same thing, right? It's like, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. It's just, just uh, the... Sorry, but that's <laughs> Alex Jones. If you care about your wife, if you care about your yeah. family type of thing. Um, exactly. If you don't care about yourself enough as a person, they will work on the people you actually care about more than yourself. And that is a little bit more evil, if you ask me. Um, it, it, Agreed. It, it's just demonstrably sickening. And we make fun of these things, but at the same time, it's a very serious topic. And... Uh, What's the answer to it? I don't have it. Um, do you education. guys have any answer to how well, to stop I, I, Alex Jones from selling bullshit to people? I was, I was going to say education. I agree with Greg. That, that is the yeah, number one absolutely. way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, in a way, these people don't want to hear the the truth or what's good for them. You know what I mean? As a parent. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that these people who, who, who buy these products, they are buying, I honestly think, 10% product. 90% ideology. Well, that's exactly yes. it. They're, they're, people are going to believe what they want to believe, whether it's good for them or not is irrelevant. It's a this but, versus that culture. But what they, but mm, if they right. believe it's mm. going to be what's best for them, then they're going to invest in it. And unfortunately that, you know, they're just throwing their money away. But I mean, that, that is the decision that they make at the end of the day. And ultimately I, it feels bad because with us doing this episode together, it's been great doing you, doing this with you guys. But I feel like it's going to be a preaching to the choir type of deal where we're not talking to anybody that needs to hear this. Right. We're not talking to. Uh, yeah, you, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. To well, Tabitha Ebersall and Betty Hutchinson. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. Did, did I switch those last names up? No, you got it. No, you, you did. You did swap them up, but it's fine. They're all in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's all inclusive. It's all fine. They're all in there. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of a solution to how to fix this type of thing. Well, we've had Senate hearings. And yeah. nobody's going to stop Alex Jones from selling his snake oil. It, it's not right. going to stop. Well, the, no, and, and by his own admission, it funds his operation and it funds whatever he wants. Which fund. funds an agenda. At least Dr. Oz is like, I'm just making a buck off of this. But if right. you're funding another agenda, that's like, it, it's once again, you think one I'm person feel, is better like, because they're being more forward about it. But at the same time, I almost feel like the, Jones is more transparent saying it funds Infowars versus which, Oz is like, I'm not on the take, bro. Yeah, which, <laughs> which yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, but in some ways like that, it, it's unfortunate, but it's some, in other ways you appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so I would say I appreciate it. <laughs> you can, you can understand what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the take home from this is that, if you ever see anything that, quote, has the term miracle by it, immediately turn around from it and just right. do a little bit of research. Um, if you see anything that says two come to be true. What about miracle whip? It's <laughs> <laughs> delicious. All right, guys, we're going to have to record this episode now. We're going to have to talk about miracle <laughs> <laughs> Everything's wrong. Paradigm shifted. Well, I mean, uh, okay, so it, as far as I go, like, it's one of those things where, like, if it sounds too good to be true, the 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 actual answer is it probably is. Yeah, describe like, you subscribe to caveat emptor. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and acts like an articuno, then it's, it's probably an articuno. not true. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but he used a raspberry. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, uh, 
Anything else, Josh? No, but it's just like that. That is the whole point of the episode between you know us and and Blurry Photos is that there is no easy solution to these things, and these people that advertise these you know bullshit, uh, you know quick easy fixes, you know th- that's normally not the case. Ask your doctor, and if your doctor says something about it, you should probably trust them because they paid a lot more and are in a lot more debt. In order to give you that answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. exactly. We're yeah. living in the information age. You know, you can find anything on about anything on online, learn how to use the internet, and you're fine. Well, th- that's exactly like I brought up, you know, how in you know, the 1950s where people were like, is smoking bad for you? They're like, no, there's no research that shows smoking is bad for you. And here we are now. It's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that if you, unless you want lung cancer. Like, it's not the best alternative for you. And I think we're actually going to see the downfall of a lot of these snake oil salesmen in the next few years because it's going to be very hard for them to back up their proof without getting caught within the next few weeks of them making this claim. This has happened several times. I mean, uh, any presidential candidate can't say a single sentence without going on politi- uh, PolitiFact about it. Right. And it's going to be the same for scientists in the future or TV show hosts. It's going to be such a hard accountability thing where you're really going to need to do your research if you're ever going to be taken seriously. Like right now we're in a um, right now we're in a situation where people will always take the first thing that they hear, but I think it's going to change eventually, and I really hope it's the case. And that's me being hopeful. But are, are you saying that our podcast is going to be obsolete then? Go f- yourself. It's gonna it's gonna become the source to which people look for factual information about the world around. Yo, guys, 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 hold on, hold on. Before y'all continue, I got a rumor flies. This, hold on. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I think we've gone on long enough. But um, guys, thank you so much for going on this show. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad we got to do a twofer on both of these scam artists, and I will say yeah. that with full confidence i'm not gonna pull any punches <laughs> on that one right there how can people find out about blurry photos elsewhere right oh super easy uh we're on itunes stitcher uh most uh podcast aggregators uh you can find us on the web at blurryphotos.org. that's got our full archive i think that uh i don't know how many stitcher holds on to but i know that itunes only has uh, our most recent episodes so if you want if you really want to dig deep in the weirdo hole uh blurryphotos.org is the best place to go for it and youtube and YouTube. Flora, what did I miss? Because I always miss something. Blurry underscore photos at Twitter. Ah! <laughs> well, we... Uh, that's that's about it. Um, Yeah, I mean, if they want to dig down Mel's hole and find you guys, then it's, uh, you know... <laughs> See? <laughs> that, that is one of my favorite, most ridiculous episodes you guys have done. Um, it kept me awake on a very long plane flight, and it was great. <laughs> um. Nice. <laughs> As for us, Greg, how can people reach us? Uh, real quick, uh, this is the uh, season finale. Thank you all so much for tolerating all of us for like two hours. So, one last time this season, um, we have www.rumorfliespodcast.com. We have um, at rumorflies on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash rumorflies. We are YouTube slash a bunch of numbers and letters because we need a hundred subscribers. Please help us do that. And uh, <laughs> we're on. Oh uh, man, my ASMR was so on. I was <laughs> just about to mention that show. Greg oh, needs to. He needs to do unsubscribe a channel for that. Oh my and god. Then, um, we're on. Uh, god, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, um, anywhere. Yeah, seriously, it's it's a uh, uh, our. Yeah, Google Plus, my favorite. And 
so yeah please check us out but seriously check out blurry photos uh, they had us on Bowstone a while back it was so much fun yeah um, they were so generous to come on the show with us this time please check them out they're and we shall member. again yes and they are a uh, awesome member of dark myths um so yeah and you know what screw it they're also part of the chicago podcast cooperative yes. right yes. <laughs> That's true. We, we have nothing to do with that. Which we are not a part of. But Dave and We're David. We're a member of so many gangs. <laughs> Dave and David, thank you guys so much for coming on here. Hey, thank you we, guys. This has we been really a blast. Thanks, guys. We always enjoy hanging out with y'all. And, uh, you know, it's always awesome to be on Bullstone and uh, talk about the Schmidt scale for uh, pain and things like that. Or Yeah, you need to go over a few more of the centuries. Or, oh, uh, that was so or, <laughs> or talking about uh, Dr. Oz and uh, Alex Jones and Colloidal Silver and things of that nature. But just once again, you guys are so much fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, um, you know, if you guys want to find out ways to, you know, if you didn't catch the ways to contact them, we'll have them in the show notes. Well, thank you guys for checking in uh, on this episode of Rumor Flies. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Greg from In-Depth Media. I'm Dave. I'm David. Thank you guys again. Thanks for checking us yeah, out. Yeah, this has been a blast. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. This season's closing song is Taxidermist, Taxidermist by Lady Lamb.
romantic satiation Where I can say your name Over and over Till it means nothing A deliberate extinction Of everything I know I was never meant to know Know about you But you are a thorn With such secrets And I have been fond And keen on your meekness I've begged I for your arms And I've longed to Gnaw your neck Falling over You can't